This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. A'udhu billahi rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim High Excellence presents Jewels from the Holy Quran A series of lectures by Mufti Ismail ibn Musa Menk Lecture 22, Jews 26. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa bihi nasta'in, wa nusalli wa nusallim ala nabiyyina Muhammadin al-Ameen, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi al-Tayyibin al-Tahirin, wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa ba'd. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Blessings and salutations be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all his followers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the opportunity in this month of Ramadan to become spiritually elevated and to become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy on all those whom He has taken away during this month of Ramadan. Those whom we have heard Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken them away today. What a blessed day, what a blessed time to go. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on all of them. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and have mercy on us the day He decides to take us away. The verses that we have read in tonight's recitation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Ad, the people of Hud alayhi salatu wasalam. In the surah known as Surah Al-Ahqaf, Al-Ahqaf meaning the sand dunes or the sandy mountains, the mountain hills which are sandy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from His punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how at that time the people who were following the messengers or the people whom the messengers were sent to a lot of them told the messengers, if the punishment you are speaking about is the truth, bring it now. We want to see it here in front of us. And one of the examples was the example of Ad. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَذْكُرْ أَخَا عَادٍ إِذْ أَنذَرَ قَوْمَهُ بِالْأَحْقَافِ وَقَدْ خَلَتٍ نُذُرُ مِنْ بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا اللَّهِ إِنِّي أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ عَذَابَ يَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ Remember the brother of Ad, which means Hud alayhi salatu wasalam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him to the people and they, he warned them of a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they were told that there have been messengers who have come before you, and there will be messengers who will come after you, meaning after that time. They turned away from the messengers, and they turned away from the one who was sent to them. And then when they saw the clouds and the wind coming in their direction, they became happy. And they said, oh, there's the rainfall that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us. 
فلما رأوه عارضا مستقبل أوديتهم قالوا هذا عارض ممطرنا When they saw this cloud and the winds coming in their direction, they said, this cloud has brought with it the rainfall that we need. It is going to come with rainfall, which will then fall on our valleys and the crop will grow. But Allah says, بَلْ هُوَ مَسْتَعْجَلْتُمْ بِهِ رِيحٌ فِيهَا عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ No, it is not that type of wind. Those clouds are not the clouds of mercy. Rather, they are the clouds or it is the wind that has come with severe punishment which will destroy absolutely everything by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this shows us that the wind is a force of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is used either to bring goodness or to bring punishment. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to let the wind bring goodness to us. Also the rainfall and the clouds that we see they can either bring goodness to us or they can bring destruction. We need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time that when He grants us rain, that must be the rain of mercy and not the rain of punishment and the rain of destruction. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the other forms of punishment that He has punished others with. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Then we all know in Makkah al-Mukarramah, very few people accepted Islam. Especially initially, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforted Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by opening a different door for the da'wah, for the message of Islam. وَإِذْ صَرَفْنَا إِلَيْكَ نَفَرًا مِّنَ الْجِنِّ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقُرْآنِ فَلَمَّا حَضَرُوهُ قَالُوا أَنصِتُوا فَلَمَّا قُضِيَ وَلَّوْا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the jinn kind, not just mankind, but the jinn kind whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted the acceptance to listen to the Qur'an being recited by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When they heard it, immediately they told each other, keep quiet, let's listen, we can hear something. And they remained silent, they heard it, they understood it, they believed in it, and they went back to their nation, their people, meaning the jinn kind, and they warned them. They warned them saying, Do you know we have heard a message which has come after Musa alayhi salatu wasalam? And that is the Quran which is revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We've heard it and we are warning you in that regard. Meaning they warned one another. From this we have many lessons to draw. Firstly, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's message is not only for mankind but even for jinn kind. Secondly, there are from amongst the jinn kind those who have accepted the message of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Thirdly, we are taught when the Qur'an is being recited or whenever we come across this Qur'an in, in any way, we must make sure we handle it in the best manner with utmost respect. If it is being recited, let's listen to it. Let us try and understand it. Let us believe in it and then take the message to others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us to do that. If we are not going to do that, then it is not difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He says at the end of one of the surahs that we read today, at the end of Surah Muhammad, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This verse has repeated itself in different wordings many times in the Quran. If you are going to turn away, we will replace you with others who will not turn away. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. May He use us to serve this deen. We promise Him that, Ya Allah, we will not turn away. We will come closer and closer to you as the days pass, but we will not be turning away. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter makes mention of the patience which was Meaning the patience that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam engaged in. We all know he endured a lot. He endured a lot. So many people told him so many different things. So many people made his life difficult. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after giving him the examples of all these messengers, Allah says, فَاصْبِرْ كَمَا صَبَرَ أُولُ الْعَزْمِ مِنَ الرُّسُلِ وَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلْ لَهُمْ Allahu Akbar. Allah says, bear patience, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the same way that the other messengers were patient before you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically mentions ulul azmi min rusul those messengers who had a higher level than others we all know that Allah says in the Quran tilka rusulu faddalna ba'dhum ala ba'd Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the messengers we raised some of them in status above others the highest was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best of all creatures. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us true followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And thereafter, there were several anbiya, four of them whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called ulul azmi, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the fifth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of them in another verse. وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَا مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ مِيثَاقَهُمْ وَمِنْكَ وَمِن نُوحٍ وَإِبْرَاهِيمَ وَمُوسَى وَعِيسَى بْنِ مَرْيَمَ We've heard these names, including the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those were the messengers who had the highest status. Ibrahim alayhi salam, Nuh alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, and Isa alayhi salam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate our status also, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us on the day of Qiyamah. So after telling Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be very very patient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter commences a very important surah. That surah has been given the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we should realize that there is a statement in Islam or a statement that we utter in order to enter the fold of Islam. And in order to remain Muslims, the most solid and the heaviest statement we could ever have. One of the narrations says, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. If we are to put that on one side of the scale, and we are to put 99 complete files full of evil, each file from the east to the west, still that kalima or that statement shall be weightier, shall be heavier than all those sins on the other side. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. So that statement in this part of the Quran that we recited this evening, the 26th part out of 30, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of that statement separated into two the first part in Surah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the second part in Surah Al-Fatih, which is the next surah. In Surah Muhammad, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ You should know that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. And in Surah Al-Fatih, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions very very clearly, I'm sure we all heard it, Muhammad. 
Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is definitely the final messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the highest of all prophets, the seal of prophets. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this shahada and this bearing of witness in this regard. And may he take us through to Jannah through the intercession of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how those who adopt the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assist them in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu in tansurullaha yansurkum wa yuthabbit aqdamakum O you who believe. The word used is if you assist Allah. But the meaning of it is if you fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assist you and He will make your foot very very firm or your feet shall be firm. You will be steadfast on the right path in such a way that you will end up in Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us strong and steadfast. May He make us from those who can fulfill our commands, abstain from the prohibitions and may He then take us through to Jannah as He has promised. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same surah speaks about the kuffar. And Allah says, He does not need those who disbelieve. Obviously, we know that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Sometimes you will notice the disbelievers might have a lot. In this dunya, Allah does not oppress. You have certain disbelievers who are good people. They, they are very truthful. They are very humanitarian. They help. They assist. They are kind. They are generous. They don't lie. They don't steal and cheat. They don't deceive. What about them? Will their deeds go wasted? No, they will not go wasted. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, with their coupons, imagine if you do a good deed and you were to get a coupon in return, their coupons will be spent in the dunya. Which means those coupons will be used for good health, for contentment, for nice children, for happiness, for, con- for, good, good, for good holidays in Hawaii and Honolulu and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all inshallah the happiness of the dunya as well as the happiness of the akhirah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, then if a person comes with disbelief on the day of Qiyamah when they arrive there, they will be told, well your coupons are all spent. وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا All their good deeds that they engaged in, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, we gave that to you already in the dunya, we don't oppress anyone. So you have already used those papers, they are now like ash. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. That is in another surah, in surah Al-Furqan. But in this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا يَتَمَتَّعُونَ وَيَأْكُلُونَ كَمَا تَأْكُلُ الْأَنْعَامُ وَالنَّارُ مَثْوَلَّهُمْ The kuffar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they shall eat and enjoy, just like the cattle enjoy. The cattle also enjoy. They are as free as anything. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of freedom in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us the true meaning of the word freedom. And that is the freedom that is understood by the complete mind and brain. That freedom that does not go beyond limits. Do you know, if you ask yourself, who is more closer to nature? Who lives as close to nature as possible? Human beings or animals? The answer will be the animals. There are no policemen in the animals. There are no laws governing lots of meaning, no jail terms and so on, no speed traps and all that. When it comes to the animals, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So an animal understands nature and it understands freedom. A cow and a pig 
very very free animals they do what they want no one has contaminated their brains but do you know that the power of allah that natural freedom will never ever lead a cow or a pig to some things that human beings call freedom such as homosexuality so even a pig if you were to leave it for 30 years it will not engage in homosexuality because it understands freedom and that freedom is uncontaminated yet man uses the word freedom to drop other human beings lower than levels of animals and for this reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah at-teen laqad khalaqna al-insana fi ahsani taqwim we have raised man or we have granted them the best of postures thumma radadnahu asfala safilina illa alladhina amanu but thereafter we have dropped some of them lower than the lowest besides those who believe and do good deeds so it is important we understand the freedom of animals do you know that if we were to advocate to be as free as animals we would still be better human beings than what certain people would like us to be may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us the statement is very serious we need to know and realize that the word freedom is being used to drop us lower than animals yet if we were to comprehend it the way animals comprehended it we would become better may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us even better than animals as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about some people in the quran and he says ulaika kal an'ami bal hum adal certain people are like cattle and in fact worse than cattle why worse than cattle Do you know when you have cattle every morning at 6 o'clock you go to the cattle with some food At that time of the morning when the cattle see you they will come running towards you because they know 6 o'clock this man it means something good so they know in which direction goodness is coming Also if you every morning 6 o'clock take away 2 3 cattle to slaughter at 6 o'clock they will run away from you because they know every morning two of us are disappearing They know where goodness comes from and they know where evil comes from But with man We don't even realize that evil is coming to us from this direction and goodness is coming to us from this direction. Sometimes we are guilty of not realizing that. So Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says those type of people who don't realize what is goodness and where it's coming from and what is evil and where it's coming from, they become worse than animals because even animals recognize that. May Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala grant us acceptance. So Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala here says the kuffar shall eat and enjoy just like the animals eat and enjoy and after that in the akhirah they will have a very very difficult time they will have jahannam as their abode may Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala grant us all understanding then Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala describes jannah and some of one of the points of beauty of this Quran wherever Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala speaks about good he also gives the example of bad where he speaks of jannah He gives the example of Jahannam where he speaks of light he gives the example of darkness where he speaks of tall he gives the example of short that is the Quran so wherever he speaks about his punishment he must make mention of his mercy but not every time where he speaks about his mercy does he speak about punishment because he wants to show us that my mercy is far greater than the punishment mercy is mentioned much more times than punishment in this Quran Allahu Akbar may Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala engulf us with his mercy in the dunya as well as in the akhirah So Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala describes Jannah in Surah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam You know he shall be the one who will enter Jannah first and Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala makes mention of this in this surah he describes Jannah Mathalul jannati allati u'ida al-muttaqun 
That example is that of the Jannah which has been promised to those who are conscious of Allah. Every day we speak about consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فِيهَا أَنْهَارٌ مِّمَّاءٍ غَيْرِ آسٍ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِّن لَبَنٍ لَمْ يَتَغَيَّرْ طَعْمُهُ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِّن خَمْرٍ لَذَّةٍ لِلشَّارِبِينَ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِّنْ عَسَلٍ مُصَفَّى وَلَهُمْ فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ الثَّمَرَاتِ Only describing some of the fruit and some of the drinks that will be in Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the water, amazing, pure water, rivers flowing with crystal clear water, so good to drink, so pure, so quenching. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, there will be rivers of pure milk. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that tasting inshallah. Rivers of absolutely pure fruit juices. Allahu Akbar. The term used is wines. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us in the akhirah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about rivers of pure honey. Allahu Akbar. Just imagine closing your eyes, a river, pure honey, golden in color. The fact that we can picture that, it means in Jannah inshallah will be much better than that. Allahu Akbar. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it here. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describe Jannah? And why does He describe Jahannam? Because we should have an aim in life. We must aim somewhere. And we learn this from the Qur'an. We are heading somewhere. We have really put our sights on something. And when we know more about it, we want to get to it further. And that will make our determination far stronger. We will work harder. We will be focused. And we will be able to achieve. But when you don't know much about Jannah, and it's very vague, then you don't want to really work. Like when someone offers you a job and says, look, come, never mind, we'll see what will happen. You don't feel like going. But when someone says, look, I give you a million rands, you work an hour a day. It's all right. You say, oh, that's a million rands for one hour a day. What? When can I start? You want to start immediately? No, don't worry. I will work for one and a half hours a day. That's not a problem. Why? Because now you know what you're aiming for. You know what the terms and conditions are. You know exactly where you're heading. The same applies. Allah describes Jannah. It is our duty to go out and read about Jannah. The description of Jannah. Why? The more you know, the more you will be focused. When you are focused, you will be determined. And you will not let those issues on the side affect you. Like then after you have the job we spoke about moments ago, someone tells you, you know what? You're invited to my house for food. Today we're having a braai. Would you go? You would not go. Why? Because you would say, you know what? After my time of work, I've got work to do. Because you know if you don't go, you, if you don't go, you will protect your job and you will get one million rands. But if you go, you will lose your salary. Allahu Akbar. The same applies. When haram calls, we won't go in that direction because we know what we are going to lose as a result. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all protection. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us jannah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next surah, Surah Al-Fatih, the surah where the victory is mentioned, Allah opens the verses of that surah by mentioning the victory that was predicted, the victory of Makkah. <laughs> Definitely we have opened for you a great opening. We have caused for you a huge victory, clear-cut victory. Allahu Akbar. Do you know there was a time when the mu'mineen had worn their ihram and they walked to Makkah al-Mukarramah or they went to Makkah al-Mukarramah from al-Madin al-Munawwara and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how uh, when they got to Makkah al-Mukarramah what had happened is they stopped and paused outside Makkah al-Mukarramah and they engaged in a certain treaty known as Sulh al-Hudaybiyah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it in this Qur'an. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how the agreement was that the mu'mineen must return in the condition of ihram. They must return in the condition of ihram and they will fulfill their umrah the following year. It seemed like it was a loss. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of it when they left there after signing that treaty wherein a lot of the sahaba were looking at it and thinking that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given in to a lot of the requests of the kuffar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed these verses. We have really caused a clear victory for you. When Umar ibn al-Khattabi radiallahu anhu heard this, he said, is this a victory ya Rasulullah? What we have just signed now, this treaty, it's a victory. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam read these verses and they were all convinced that definitely it was a victory. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all protection and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us victorious. Those who had pledged the allegiance on that day of Hudaybiyah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about them in the Quran. And Allah says, I am pleased with all of them. لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with those believers who pledged that pledge under the tree on that day of Hudaybiyah. They, without even weapons, they said, if death comes to us when we go and save Uthman ibn Affan, whom it was said was killed in Makkah, there was a rumor that the one whom they had sent as a messenger was actually killed. And they all pledged to say, you know what, we're ready to die. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that it was just a pledge. But those were the people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am pleased with them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with us. And this is why there is another narration where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaks about the people of Badr. Those 313 that took, that took part in the battle of Badr. Allah says, لَعَلَّ اللَّهَ اطَّلَعَ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِ بَدْرٍ فَقَالْ إِعْمَلُوا مَا شِئْتُمْ فَإِنِّي قَدْ غَفَرْتُ لَكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how do you know? He may have looked at the hearts of the people who took part in the battle of Badr and he told them, do as you please from this day on, I have forgiven you. Those were the people who took part in the battle of Badr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. Imagine if someone were to tell us that you have been forgiven, do as you please. One wonders what we would have got up to. Whereas with those people, it made them more and more steadfast. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all steadfast inshallah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. Then the next surah is surah al-hujurat, the surah of the chambers, the surah of the rooms. Why is it called the surah of the rooms? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of certain rules and regulations regarding how we should be handling one another as mu'mineen, regarding how we should be addressing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how we should be respecting the scholars of this deen, and regarding how we should be treating one another. The charter, literally the charter which governs the treatment of the believers is in the surah. It is unfair for a Muslim not to go through surah al-hujurat. We need to read it verse by verse and we need to understand it and put it into practice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the opening verses says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَرْفَعُوا أَصْوَاتَكُمْ فَوْقَ صَوْتِ النَّبِيِّ O you who believe, do not raise your voice above the voice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a squabble that had taken place outside the rooms of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this verse was revealed. 
And the Sahaba radiallahu anhum immediately lowered their voices. Some of them were worried that, Ya Allah, we hope and pray that this wasn't us. Because Allah says, if you raise your voice over the voice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there is a chance that all your deeds will be wasted. Now, for us, how does it apply? We need to learn how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us to speak when speaking to one another, when speaking to the scholars of deen, when speaking to our spouses, our children, our parents, when uttering words, what type of words, what volume, all that was taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those are the opening verses of Surah Al-Hujurat. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how we must not believe a person who comes to us with information about another party because it becomes backbiting. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu in jaakum fasiqun binaba'in fatabayyanu an tusibu qawman bijahalah fatusbihu ala ma fa'altum nadimeen O you who believe when someone comes to you with information of a third party, that person has automatically engaged in sin and is now known as a sinner because he or she is engaging in backbiting. Make sure and ensure that when such people come to you with news and information, you verify it and authenticate it properly before you believe it. Because if you believe it without authenticating, then you might harm others with your statements and you will regret it. So this verse is telling us, don't believe what you hear. Even if you read something in the newspapers, you should understand it is very, very important that you authenticate it. Even if you read something on the internet, you should understand, authenticate it, verify it, do not fall prey to all this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. These are the verses that are mentioned in this particular surah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after that speaks about what we should do when two mu'mineen are fighting. When two mu'mineen are fighting, we should assist the cause. We should try and help them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to solve the disputes that have occurred within the Muslim ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you really cannot help, and if really one of them don't want to listen, then you should fight on the side of the one who has been oppressed, over the oppressor. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And after that, Allah makes... Uh, mention of the powerful verse Definitely the believers are all brethren so solve the disputes between your, your fighting brothers for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon you may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us from amongst those who fight with each other then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that we should not mock at one another. We should not laugh at one another. We should not joke about one another. We should not scoff at one another. We must not call each other nicknames. We must not call each other bad names. We must not doubt each other. We must not spy on one another. Allahu Akbar. These are some of the rules and regulations mentioned in the surah. It is important we go and read this. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلَ لِتَعَارَفُوا O man, I have created you from a single male and female. And thereafter I have caused you to spread as different clans and tribes and nations and people so that you can get to know one another. Not so that you can become higher than the other. إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ Definitely. 
the most honorable from amongst you is the one who is most conscious of his or her creator. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who are conscious of him at all times. The next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Jannah and Jahannam once again. And Allah tells us that he is closer to us than our own jugular veins. That is in surah Qaf. And in that surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of Jahannam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there will come a day when he will speak to Jahannam and Jahannam will speak back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What will be the question of Jahannam? May Allah save us from Jahannam. Allah will say, and he mentions it here, On that day we will say, O Jahannam, are you full? And Jahannam will say, No, you can bring in more. Are there any more to come into Jahannam? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Jahannam will not be full until everyone whom Jahannam has been written for will be in it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect myself and yourselves from the punishment of the fire of Jahannam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdih. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.